Hi, Brittany Renew here. I'm back with another episode of the St. Pete Soul Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. As you know, I am a local real estate agent with Premier Sotheby's International Realty, and I love interviewing um, our local business owners because it really just, you know, peels back the curtain and you can see what makes St. Pete so special. In this episode, I'm talking with Jim Albert, the founder of Neptune Flood. And it's very unique because I haven't had anyone on in the you know insurance industry, but insurance and particularly flood insurance is really important, especially when you're living in a town like St. Pete, you know, where it's a coastal city. So, you know, I just thought this was um, a unique opportunity to interview someone in this field, but it's still you know, stays true to the heart of what my podcast is all about, which is celebrating our local business owners. You know, he shares kind of what he went through with, you know, creating a a startup company um, and just showing how in St. Pete, there's actually resources to create a uh, a company and grow it, um, grow it to a national brand, which is what he has done. So yeah, it's really cool. Um, So let's check it out now. Well, hi, Jim. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Brittany, thanks for having me on your podcast. It's St. Pete yeah. Soul. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, this is unique because, you know, I've obviously interviewed some boutiques and restaurants and stuff like that. So, you know, you're a local St. Pete business owner, but in a little bit of a different different vein than, than that. So just tell me a little bit about your story and, and how you came to St. Pete. Well, it's, yeah, it's always good to be a first. Thanks for having uh, having an insurance <laughs> company on here and, and glad to be the first one. Uh, I've been in St. Pete for about eight years, and, but uh, but how it got to, how I got here is really a long and, and winding road. I was, I was raised on a farm in New Jersey and I actually raised cattle when I was growing up. So I'd feed the cattle, then I'd go to go to high school, get on the bus and go to, go to high school. <laughs> so those things actually happen in New Jersey. New Jersey and farm, most people don't put that together, but they're really interesting. Things. Okay. And then uh, I went to college in Tennessee at Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt, got an electrical engineering degree, worked in tech all over the Northeast, moved a bunch of times, lived in Northeast Florida also. But in uh, in 2009, we moved to, to London. And, and total aside, if you get the chance, definitely do that. It's uh, it's a great experience and really gave me a I'm great sure. perspective on America by by being away from it. Mm. But um, but then I, I then I got an offer to move back to Florida and this time to St. Pete. And my my interview was in early February of of 2012. And in London, the weather is absolutely miserable that time of year. And so we had we did the interviews. And then we went to Park Shore for dinner and sat outside on February 9th. Every year on February 9th, I I, I remember this day, but they seriously could have offered me $0 in salary. And I probably <laughs> would have signed up just because of the weather. <laughs> but, we do uh, have fantastic weather. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so then we, we did, we moved to St. Pete in, in 2012. And the last time I'd been in St. Pete was 2008. So, so it, it changed a lot from 2008 to 2012. And, 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 so the the vibrant sidewalk environment of the restaurants and bars and and theater and museums and everything was just really starting to 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 take off at that point. So it was exciting. And uh, and getting to Neptune though in 2015, I decided to leave the corporate world, 
my whole career in, had been in corporations, big and small, and I thought it was time to strike out on my own. And and uh, and the spark was there from having done marketing and sales and operations and technology and all these different companies. And I, I thought, well, here, here's a chance to bring this technology into the insurance world. And and so that was it. It was that little spark to, to give it a go. Very cool. Well, you know, I'm being in real estate insurance is something that I deal with all the time and I'm very familiar with, you know, to the extent that I, I work with it, my transactions. So, you know, I, there's such, it's such a need, like it's, it's never going to go away. <laughs> so it's a great business yeah. to be in from that, that side of things. So, yeah. So you, you touched on this a little bit, you know, kind of go into like, why, why Neptune? Why, why private flood? You know, what was really the driving factor behind that? Yeah, um, I, I wanted something that was going to make a difference in people's lives. I thought, okay, if I'm going to start a company, it, it needs to have a higher calling, it needs to have a meaning, it needs to, to help people in some way. And, and in flood insurance, there's this thing called the coverage gap, which I don't know if you know, but flood insurance is largely optional. And 90% of the homes in the US that are at moderate to extreme risk of flooding have no flood insurance at all, none. So it's this recurring tragedy that happens time and again. You see it in Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Florence and Mississippi River flooding. And, and a huge majority of the people that have losses don't have insurance. So you know, that's that's just tragic. And, and part of it's because they think they're not at risk. They think that flood insurance is expensive. They think it's confusing, which it historically was. So what I wanted to, wanted to do was apply technology to make it easy to buy flood insurance. So just like you go to Amazon and you search for a product and then you hit click and do your one click buy, that's certainly possible. And in fact, it is now completely doable because we've cre created that at Neptune. But make it so easy that all those barriers, the confusion about the cost or the confusion about what, what the risk is or not, the the, the complication of even having somebody come do an inspection at your house. That's not needed anymore. We made it all so easy that I thought we can apply technology and change this industry. And lo and behold, we did. The, um, my, my co-founder is a guy named Bill Martin that a number of people in the St. Pete area here probably know. He's a brilliant insurance guy and a data geek and, and a great guy. And he and I teamed up and founded Neptune in 2016. And although he's become the CEO of a big insurer in, in Boston at this point. Along the way, I learned a ton from him. And, and so together, he and I built Neptune in 2016. And then along with my chief technology officer, Brad Schultz, we built the company out through, took about a year and a half to build it out. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, as a startup, we made, we made lots of those startup errors. And, and it, was <laughs> my, uh, it was my first startup. So, so I really cut my teeth on it. But we launched and got first revenue in late 2017. Okay. Talk about, you know, private flood, you know, being coming from the real estate world, you know, private flood can get a little bit of a bad rap sometimes when, when consumers are thinking about taking on private flood versus the national flood program. You know, I feel like the national flood program gets pushed a lot onto consumers. And it sounds like you've created um, a product where, you know, the consumer understanding what they're getting is like of primary importance to your company. So that that's, to me, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, maybe just talk a little bit about like the differences between 
you know, private and the national program in particular with your, with your company, have you have it set up? Sure. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's definitely a bad rap because uh, private flood insurance is generally less expensive than the national flood insurance program. Uh, it's easier to buy. The coverages are more expansive. You also have, in other words, you can cover a $5 million home or a $2 million home instead of just to have 250,000 of cover with the national program. Mm. There are optional coverages that are available that aren't available under the NFIP, but, but one big one is replacement cost. No one wants, mm. if, if your couch is, is destroyed in a flood, you don't want an eight-year-old couch in return. You want a new couch. <laughs> yeah. And same thing with appliances and anything else that might get destroyed. Uh, and then safety also, that, that it's backed by the biggest reinsurers in the world across the global reinsurance markets. It's, it's, uh, it's A-rated, AM-best um, uh, backed, whereas the national program is $10 billion in debt every year. So, mm -hmm. so pretty much every way you look at it, I think it, it provides a really good set of options for consumers. And if at the end of the day, they want to go with the national program, I think the national program is great as a backstop if you can't get insurance anywhere else. But in fact, that there are private insurers in every single state now. There, there are scores of them in Florida. So, so there's tons of option for, options for consumers. And I think coming from, from where, where you're sitting within the real estate industry, there's still a lot of uh, education and learning to be done that, that agents, uh, real estate agents, to understand that these options do exist beyond the NFIP. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I have these conversations all the time and, you know, I, just, I try my best to educate people. And I think that would just be, it's amazing for your type of company to be out there. And like you said, you feel like you're making a difference. And I, and I would agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm also, it, it's still really cool that this is a St. Pete founded company. So yeah. right, you, you walk up and down Central and go to Kawa or whatever, and, and you, you, you hear the conversations and you see that there there's, they're, they're startups talking about starting a business. Go to the greenhouse and every Wednesday at 9 a.m. they do two startup pitches. And that is really interesting. The Million Cups sponsored by the Kauffman Foundation. That, that is great that that is here. Um, that was a great resource for me before I started Neptune, just to okay. go and watch those pitches at the greenhouse. Sean Kennedy introduced me to that. And, and then the services that they have for startups of helping understand the licensing and the taxation and bookkeeping and access to resources and talent and people that can just help out. So many people willing to just to provide free advice here in St. Petersburg that have created companies, maybe they've created them somewhere else and they're retired here or there are other yeah. entrepreneurs that are just starting their own companies and really need a sounding board. There's so much of that here in St. Petersburg that I, I just think we live in a really cool place. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, startup in St. Pete, what, you know, you talked about the greenhouse and some of those things that you had access to. Um, what was, you know, what was the process like? What, what were the steps that you had to go through to kind of, to get from the idea to actually opening your doors? Yeah, yeah. There, you know, one of the, one of the biggest ones, there, there's some real lessons learned here about starting a company. And, and 
Remember, this is my first one. <laughs> so my <laughs> lessons are all born from the mistakes I made or maybe some of the lucky guesses I made in, in starting Bill and I starting Neptune. But, but one of the big ones was is validate your core premise, kind of your value proposition at the start. So what are you going to sell? What is the idea you're bringing to the market? Why is it different? Why would anybody buy that? And in the case of Neptune, I actually flew to London early in 2016 and sat down with these grizzled veterans of insurance from Lloyd's of London in their, in their hundreds of year old uh, conference rooms <laughs> and, and pitched this digital insurance model for flood insurance, which was very different from anything they were doing. But they, they knew that it was probably the future. They just weren't so sure because it was changing the rules of everything they'd ever done. And yet their feedback was, this is fantastic. I really think that you're on to something with, with what you're doing. That's so that, awesome. Validation to hear that. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. it was. It was great validation. So, so once we had that, we knew we were on to something. And then there, there are some other, some other lessons like um, expect that you'll need to bootstrap twice as long as you think. So I funded the company from, you know, I'd, I'd talk to my wife and say, okay, you know, it's, we need to go into the account for another however much. And she'd say, really, again, how much longer is this going to go? Um, but just assume you'll have to do it twice as long as you think, and you'll probably need to put in two times as much money as, as you expect. Mm. Um, yeah. And there, and there are other lessons I can go into them as, as much as you'd like to. Yeah, you could probably have an hour, hour or two long podcast with with all that, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> did you um, did you have to do fundraising for for outside sources and things like that? That that was probably Brittany the biggest lesson of all, and and the biggest challenge was finding an investor or an investor group to come in and, and provide money. And in my case, I wanted an active strategic investor that would also provide connections and advice and experience to, to help us grow. And, and I think most startup, having talked to a lot of people who started companies, it, it, it felt for a while like I was just selling myself, trying to get somebody to, to decide to invest in Neptune. But in fact, it's this—it's a startup CEO. It, it was me that had to make the choice at the end of the day. So we were very close to to signing an agreement with the company as our investor in very late 2017, and then Bill Martin introduced me to Trevor Burgess. So a lot of people that listen to your podcast will know of Trevor. He was the founder of C1 Bank, and which ultimately he sold to Bank OZK in 2016, and before that he was with uh, Morgan Stanley in New York. And um, so he introduced Trevor and I, and within a week, Trevor provided a term sheet for Neptune, became my uh, only investor, my principal investor mm -hmm. of the company, but also majority shareholder of the company. So, so I agreed to turn over majority ownership to Trevor for everything that he brought to the table. And, and that, was, that was the most important decision I've made in the company because he's a, he's a brilliant strategic business leader as evidenced by the success he had at C1, but also he's a genuine, honest and fair business partner. And, and, and you, you don't always know that going in <laughs> when, you choose, when you choose your investor or your investor chooses you, yeah. but that, that, was, you know, that was critical. And so if, if you fast forward from that point, that was January, 2018, that we closed all of that. So it's been two, three years now, 
And Neptune's now in 48 states. We've got over 50,000 customers. It's the fastest growing private flood insurer in the US. Wow. And that's, that's again, I go back to, wow, that happened here in St. Petersburg. <laughs> so, you know, four years ago, there were, or five years ago, there was, there was nothing. And now we've got 24 employees on a full-time basis that are all local here to this area. And, and we're the, the fastest growing flood insurer in the US. That's amazing. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, greenhouse and things like that. Maybe kind of go back to how do you, you know, how do you feel like St. Pete has been instrumental in, you know, you getting this off the ground and, um, you know, maybe impact that you feel like you've had to the local community and, and things like that? Well, one, one way is, is by staying out of the way. <laughs> and hopefully that doesn't come across wrong, but, but government can enable things so well as the chamber has and the EDC here and uh, Rick Kreisman and, and how he supports startups and goes to the ribbon cuttings and all that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's all really important, but also government can make it really difficult by imposing rules and barriers. And, and, and thankfully, I, I don't feel like we've had any of those from mm -hmm. either St. Petersburg or the state of Florida. They've been incredibly supportive. And Jeff Brandis and, and a lot of the congressmen have been very, very supportive of us as, as a business. So, so that's big. Uh, early on, I did use the resources of, of Greenhouse to help out with some of the licensing and connect me up with tax attorneys. And mm -hmm. um, so that, that, was, that was really, really helpful. But, but early on, the, the decision I made was that I wanted the company to be here I wanted it to be based in St. Pete. I wanted to use local people. I've, I've worked with offshore resources much of my career or contracted with people from all over the country. And there, there are pros and cons to that, but, but I felt like the best approach was to use local talent where we could see each other. And now we see each other via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early on, we could look across the table at each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so we we are very strongly committed to uh, to the community for because it's it's really a, a two way, two way beneficial relationship, and also we're growing at over a hundred percent a year. So, so wow. what's twenty four can be many many more people in the future, and jobs and tax and payroll and all those things that that benefit other people in the community. The the other thing, just uh, more on a personal level, I'm a board member at the American stage. And, and that's a, an organization that I, that I really love and get so much energy from their, their plays and the dialogue around the topics they, they choose to put on. Um, I don't know if you know, but they do that annual park production in, mm -hmm. in Demon's been, Landing. It's yep, been to one of those. Very good, cool. good. Yeah, it's like our own version of the Central Park Productions in New York City. So, <laughs> so it's, it's great to be a part of, uh, of something like that. There's just so many great nonprofits and theater groups and museums and organizations that uh, need help that we can we can partner up with. Yeah, I mean, I, that's really important, I think, as a business owner is to invest back into your community, you know, and whether that's with time, you know, volunteering time or finances, you know, if you can, you know, donate money as well. I mean, I, I try to work those things in um, as well. And it sounds like you're giving up your time. Um, I think that's really, really important. And it kind of keeps you having a you know, pulse on, on what's going on in the community. So, you know, you mentioned Zoom. So how has uh, COVID, how has COVID impacted you guys? 
it's um it's hard it's hard it's a hard topic because what we created was a digital insurance company yeah. the old model was to have an inspector come to your house and then you'd sign a paper document and it would come through the mail and you'd you'd meet face to face with an agent well we actually timed it perfectly through sheer luck by creating a digital solution where everything could occur online and you didn't need an inspector to come to your house and it's an electronic document and it's electronic signature so so neptune has been a good solution in the insurance space and and has i'm not sure we benefited from it but we certainly have not been negatively impacted as a company from from uh, from our business plan mm -hmm. you know that said there, there's nothing like face to face and and even some of our innovation and our best ideas occurred not in the office, but when we'd go over to Pacific Counter for lunch or we'd go yeah. to, you know, whatever restaurant in Central and sit down and, and shoot the bull. But really, we were talking about business and, and what ideas we had of, of things that could happen. So, yeah. I, so I really miss that. More, more importantly, I, I think that COVID is producing uh, a, a broader gap between winner and loser and and a lot of people so many people have been negatively impacted uh, i'm sure you do i have lots of friends in the retail and hospitality industries that just got slaughtered and are still feeling the effects of it yep. and i just i just can't wait to see that sector revive as we come out of it and that's not even talking about the people that have had health issues or lost family members and things like that so yeah, it's 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 really uh, really a tough one, and yeah, just do we see light at the end of the tunnel? Boy, I hope so. The numbers are so high, but yeah. uh, can't wait to get vaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm with you. The light light at the end of the tunnel for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, talk talk a little bit about you know you have a a building that you've been uh, working on as your new space, which. From my understanding, that was had started happening before COVID hit. Is that is that correct? It did. We'd, we we uh, well, Trevor Burgess bought the uh, I think it was the Baycare building at Sixth yeah. Street and Fourth Sixth Street yeah. and Fourth Avenue South. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and and already we'd started the the con the conversion of it, but it really started to go in slow motion once all the the COVID rules hit, and you weren't sure when you're going to be able to open. But um, uh, uh, Jeff Jew is starting a, a restaurant and downstairs that's going to be an Asian. It's going to be a fusion of Asian Asian and Norwegian. Yeah, and, uh, sounds and amazing. I'm, and I'm really I'm really excited. I can't wait till yeah. that opens. Uh, in fact, they're almost, if you drive by there, it's, it's almost finished. So you can see the walls that they put up and the courtyard in the back. And, it, and it's just going to be absolutely terrific. Well, Neptune will have the second floor of that, of that building. So our, okay. whole, our whole team can be there in our own space and we'll get our signage on the outside. And, and uh, you know, that's a little four blocks south of Central, but, uh, mm -hmm. but that area is, is growing and changing a lot also. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it's people like you that go into that area and you're going to help, you know, bring other businesses to that quadrant. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. continue to grow for sure. Can't wait. Um, I don't I don't know what day that's going to be, Brittany, that we actually get in there. 
Yeah, I guess you're going to stay uh, remote until you kind of have a better understanding of, of all that stuff. So with COVID and everything. Yeah, we, we can't, I, I can't really face a scenario where we might actually have someone in our company get COVID because we forced them to come into the office or anything like that. Yeah. And no one's really forced, but still. In, in yeah. It, it, we want everybody vaccinated and we want everybody, everybody safe. And so we're being very, very careful. Mm, so thankfully for, for Slack and Zoom and tools like that, we're able to continue business and really still feel very connected with each other. Yeah. Thank God for technology. Can you imagine if it was 30 years ago, what, it, what <laughs> how impactful this would be if, if oh. we didn't, didn't have Zoom and cloud computing and, and all the things that we have? I don't want to think about how awful that would have been. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I wanted to go back. You know, you mentioned that you guys grew into 48, 48 states. I think I heard that correctly. Yes, that's right. Um, so I wanted to just touch on that um, before moving on, because I mean, that's such a huge, huge growth. How, how do you like, how did you scale that kind of growth and the, and that fast really? Yeah. So the insurance market, without going into too much detail on it, the insurance market, it, the primary distribution is through independent agents. And there, and there are lots of really good independent agents right here in, in St. Petersburg. But they're, they're all over the world. There are 100, all over the U.S., there are 170,000 independent agencies. Mm -hmm. And Neptune is, is already signed up and over 12,000 of them distribute Neptune's product. So okay. when we go in, when we go into a new state, pick pick one, Washington State or or Minnesota, we make sure that our agency distribution network is already set up, and then we continually expand it. So, so Neptune's so easy to use. You enter your address, and two minutes later, you've got your quote, and you can buy it. So once the agents experience that, usually what they do is they say, "Wait, are we done already?" We we actually had to put a <laughs> we had to put a little pop up on our website, because when you buy a policy, it's called binding a policy. And so when they click bind, we put a little pop-up in there that said, no, really, we're serious. We mean buy. <laughs> because so many people would accidentally buy a policy and then say, oh no, I didn't really mean to do that. I, I didn't think we could possibly get there so fast. Yeah. So, but but that's what we do. We we uh, we introduce ourselves to agencies in the in those states and then it then it just goes viral. It just it just propagates from there. Yeah, because then the word gets out of what a great product it is. So it just grows from there, you know, word of mouth referral, basically. Right. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I really do think it's, it's an amazing product because when I learned about it, I was just like, wow, my client's going to have an option besides the national flood program. <laughs> like that's <laughs> true. Wonderful. <laughs> Actually, some of the um, the, the other uh, distribution channel used in, in the industry, not so much in flood yet, is direct to consumer. So the consumer can go straight to the site and then just see their quote and buy it right then and there. Yeah. And in a number of states, that's uh, that's allowed. The one of the largest group of users of our direct to consumer site, NeptuneFlood.com, is actually real estate agents, Brittany, because huh. real estate agents like the transparency. They need to understand what the potential cost of flood insurance is and how that will affect your closing that's coming up and mm -hmm. will it change the math of the buyer for their principal and interest payments and their home insurance and their flood insurance. So 
That's, that's interesting. Yeah, we find a lot of realtors using it for just because it's so transparent that they can find a price out very quickly. Yeah. So so you've got insurance agents, independent insurance agents that can that know about your product and can, you know, recommend it to people, you know, buying policies and all that. And then you've got the consumer that can go on there directly and and do all that themselves. Is that that's correct? That's right. Yeah, but 97% of our policies go through independent agents. So the, the direct-to-consumer is there. If someone really wants to, to buy, they can do it very easily directly on the direct-to-consumer channel, but often they want to talk to an agent. And yeah, that's so, what I, I was thinking. You know, there's so much, there can be a lot of confusion around insurance policy. policy. So, you know, I would imagine a lot of people have lots of questions and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so those that don't close by their policy on a direct site, we hand those leads over to our agents. So we don't have any channel conflict there. We we want the agents to benefit from that, and and mm -hmm. they do. We give them an active shopper. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, talk a little bit about kind of long term long term goals uh, for the company. Like, what are some things that you see happening in the next few years? Um, you know, obviously the new building is a part of that, um, but maybe some other things that you're able to share. It, it, it is. We want to continue to grow, of course. And uh, we, so we were in the 48 states. We'll probably get to 49 and maybe even 50 at some point. But um, we've introduced a commercial product. So it's not just residential anymore. And it's really okay. designed for the kind of businesses that are up and down central. So Main Street kind of businesses, but also hotels, motels, condos. We offer flood insurance for, for those kind of businesses. That's a huge growth area that could be as, as big as, as residential. And that's got the same easy two minute process that the, uh, that the residential does. Um, more and more the conversation, Brittany, now is around climate change and how do we, how do we protect against the rising sea levels and the stronger storms mm. and the heavier rains that get associated? Because it, it absolutely, we see it changing. We see the profile of the weather changing just in the last few years since we've been in, in this business. And, and so we're, we're becoming much more uh, vocal for one thing and also much more aware of things that can be done to mitigate risk. So what can communities do to um, replace the seawalls with living seawalls, for example, or create better retention ponds or higher building height codes or mm. whatever. There, there's so many things that can be done that we feel like we're we're part of that conversation, mm -hmm. as well as helping people get the protection. Insurance is a financial protection product, um, but the other side of the coin is the mitigation and the and the things you can do to prepare your house, build it at a higher level, or put in a a, a higher seawall, for example. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, you're you're a great person to have a seat at that table and talk about those issues, definitely. Right, because we can do it from a data perspective. We, we, yeah. we know the, the data. So those those are some of the goals. Continue to grow and expand. Continue to be a just a, a, a beneficial company and a credit to St. Petersburg. Um, uh, and then and personally for me, of course, care, you know, care for my wife and 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 two daughters and now a grandson. So so we've got <laughs> we've got all that to 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 be involved with and make sure that it's all all doing well. And then. Uh, Hey, I'm ready to travel again, Brittany. I want to get back <laughs> on the road. <laughs> oh my, I'm with you on that. <laughs> it's, it, that was tough. That was definitely a tough, tough part of last year. 
Um, we, we got to go on one, one trip outside of going home to visit family. Um, and that was that one, one trip in July for our anniversary. It was, it was not enough for the whole year. So we're no. ready, ready to go somewhere else. Yeah. Do you have any plans in the works for travel or ideas? Everything is literally on hold. I mean, we've done a couple of little mini staycations. So I yeah. guess the beneficiary of the local places around here of Siesta Key or, yeah. or Homosassa or Crystal River and, and places like that with Lacucci Trail and go, go spend a night at a place or camp in a campground. And yeah, but we're being super careful still, as I think most people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that changes uh, yes. quickly. Yes. yes. Um, well, I want, I would love for you to talk about your, your podcast um, as well, because you're, you're doing a podcast related to Neptune and to insurance. So how did, uh, where did that idea come from? <laughs> but what am I going to do if I'm not on the road traveling? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get the word out about Neptune? But you know, it's been really interesting. I, I started the, what's called the Digital Insurance Leaders Podcast Series in in January of 2020. So Neptune, it's Neptune's podcast series. And initially we invited some of our top agents from around the country to be on that podcast. And then ultimately it was insurance carriers. And then I got some, the top people in reinsurance and then then it just expanded. It, it became discussions with authors and discussions with really super deep high-tech modeling firms. And, and just um, one of the, the, the leading consultants in the country on user experience and customer satisfaction, John Goodman. And it just, now it's just super fun. As you know, you, you, you do your own, but it's just a really yeah. interesting conversation usually. And I, I learned from everyone and think that was just fantastic. I, yeah. I can't wait for the next one. So <laughs> ho hopefully they're as interesting to people listening to them as they are for me to do them. <laughs> but really, we just, try, we just try and have a, an interesting conversation and usually that creates some good content. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. So tell me, you know, we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, what would be like a typical day for you? What, what would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to predict this answer just like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, what day is today? I, I, yeah. I, yeah, is, is today Wednesday or, or Saturday? I have no idea. They all look exactly the same. I'm in the same place. I'm in my office upstairs <laughs> at, at, at home. Uh, the, the only day that was dramatically different was when Tropical Storm Ada came through here. And that was that was really that was kind of a wake up call, don't you think, for the, the Tampa Bay area? It was it like surprisingly all of a sudden here and worse than we thought. And yeah, right. Because it, was, it wasn't yeah. a hurricane and the storm surge was less than they expected. And it didn't quite come straight up the bay, even though it it sort of did. And and yet three feet of storm surge created so much loss around here yep. that, that, you know, I hope, I hope if there's any silver lining from something like that, cause I know so many people, I know so many people personally that, that had losses in their home as a result of ADA, mm -hmm. it's, it's that wake up call to say, I really need to not just get insured, but I also need to take some steps to, to prepare, whether it's to raise my house or, or to just uh, have a little more resilience for the next storm. Cause we will get mm. it. We, we've been lucky. 
but so, we do we do this modeling, and and uh, and we model fifty thousand storms. So wow. so and and if you look at the track of fifty thousand storms, everywhere gets hit. Everywhere from Maine to Texas yeah. gets hit. But definitely, yeah, no one's safe. There yeah. are storms that go right up the bay, and they and they will be extreme. So. So it may be a hundred years or a thousand years, or it may be next year, but, but we really need to, to prepare for that. Yeah. I mean, that's an, that's an important lesson because people don't take, people don't take hurricanes seriously a lot of the times. And then they get stuck with not enough supplies at their house or they should have evacuated and they didn't and, and all that. So. I, I, re I remember one time years ago, we, my wife and I were sitting in, in, uh, in a pub in Scotland, like in Northern Scotland. And it's, as you do, you talk to the people around in, in the pub and they said, where are you from? And I, oh, we're from Florida. And they said, oh my gosh, how can you possibly live there? Isn't it just one giant hurricane every year? <laughs> no, not, not exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I want them to continue to think that because I don't really want them all to move here. Right? <laughs> Let's keep our little secret. <laughs> yeah, I know St. Pete's uh, not as much of a secret as it used to be, huh? No, mm -mm. no. Yeah, well, uh, well, what you're talking about with hurricanes is just a great reminder for everyone to make sure they need to look at flood insurance. Even if you're not in a flood zone designated, you should still be looking at flood insurance because you just never know. You never know what might happen. That's for sure. Yeah, and there's some good preparation tips on our website, but but also there's a, a local newscaster in, in Tampa named Dennis Phillips who does some really great advisories about hurricanes and some of the best tips I've ever seen. We actually copied his stuff and, and gave him attribution for it on what we put on our website. But he really has just some fantastic ideas for what to do as as at the beginning of the season then as you prepare for a, an actual storm that's, that's coming our way. Mm. Awesome. That's awesome. Before I go on to finish with my little pop quiz questions I like to do, is there anything else that you would like to, you know, mention or anything like that? No, other than just thanking you for being being on St. Pete's Soul uh, podcast. Thanks for creating this and, and highlighting local businesses. I, I, I love what you do. I've told so many people about it. So hopefully you have <laughs> great success with this with this podcast series. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but you're, I mean, you're an example of how special St. Pete is to have these types of, these businesses, um, you know, giving back to the community, you know, providing employment for people that live here. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's vital. It's vital to the community. So thank, thank you for, for having your, this amazing idea and bringing it, you know, to completion. So this is just like rapid fire, whatever the first thing comes to your head. Um, what is your obviously this is pre-COVID. Um, if you were to go for a fun night out, what would be like your go-to spot? Oof. Okay. So uh, <laughs> some of our favorites will hop some props and, and hopefully they, uh, they get in a, a, a longer lease on life than they've been granted so far by the, uh, the, Museum of History board, but we, yeah. we love hops and props and thinks it's a, think it's a great credit for that location. Um, you know, a martini at Park Shore is always a winner. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm from New Jersey, so I like I like Bavaro's, and I like that stretch of Central. That's that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way Central's developing is just I, I just love it uh, going out that way. 
Um, probably a really special night would be, I don't know if you've been there, Rexley's Sushi Show, the little Japanese restaurant that is like I have not near, been there. right near second and second. It only has about 12 seats in it. And it I know is, what you're talking about, but I've not been there. Yeah. It is the best sashimi I've ever had in the world. And, <laughs> and, uh, and they do a sake pairing where, you, you believe it or not, sake is just really, really good and nuanced. So... So wow, that's, that's a great place that I recommend everybody, everybody try. Well, you're well traveled for, for you to, so for you to say that that's some of the best sushi you've ever had, it's a big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is super. It's so good. Yeah. You know, we also love the, uh, I don't know if you've done the second Saturday art walk and that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of gone, I think a little bit dark. I don't know if it still happens every second Saturday now or not, but, but that was so fun because it was just a, like a, a moving party throughout the city, but all the galleries would open up and the artists would continue to create their art and you can go in and, and see them paint or see them sculpt or see. We'd, we'd usually start at Duncan McClellan Gallery, which is also a real gem in St. Yeah. In fact, that would be a good one to put on your podcast, put Duncan yes. on, your, on your podcast. because I agree. That is, uh, that is world-class uh, glass art that, that he creates. So we'd love to start there on the, on the art walk and then just see what happens after that. <laughs> yeah, we did um, the, I work with the St. P. Young Professionals. I've been on the board for the past few years and we had our annual party and in 2019, nice. no, excuse me, 2018, excuse me, at Duncan McClellan and it was, such a cool vibe because we had all the outdoor area we had a band and then people go inside and look at the art and then we had a glass blowing uh like they did a glass blowing for us it was very cool so that's a great spot yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's his house so yeah that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what about your favorite pizza in town oh um, well we're actually really partial to old northeast pizza I live in the old Northeast and, but I also really like their pizza, but, but uh, uh, insider tip, you take a medium crust and ask for a large pie and they'll, they'll stretch the crust. So you, so I like the super thin crusts like oh. in Northeast, and, and then it becomes just the perfect crust for a pizza. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Good tip. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> So when you have those days off, you know, again, it's a little different with COVID, but when you have those days off, what, what's your, what's your go-to activity? You know, my wife and I really like to paddleboard and, um, and it's the best place is around Bird Island. I don't understand why there aren't a hundred paddleboards around it. And hopefully no <laughs> one will take up this idea. Hopefully I'm not giving away our secret. <laughs> But we'll go there at sunrise and, and watch the sunrise and sit there and, and watch the birds migrate in or out. There, it's just amazing. The, the spoonbills and the herons and the pelicans and, and all the egrets and all the birds on Bird Island. And it's equally as good at sunset and, and bring your own cocktail party on the front of your paddleboard with you and just, uh, yeah. just enjoy nature. It's like, it's like a, a zoo only it's natural it's so fantastic so we can get a good workout on our paddleboard but also just really enjoy the beautiful scenery <laughs> we have a lot of those places around here so beautiful um my husband and i like to kayak as well so getting out and just being around nature you know it's just uh, you know we've been out where dolphins have come by and swam around yeah. us and it's just like the most amazing thing 
<laughs> yeah, and the manatees and that are out there as well. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just that's just great. That kind of ground grounds us both a little bit. And so mm-hmm. I'd yeah. love to hear that. Well, how can people find you guys online? So they can uh, find us at neptuneflood.com. And then we're also on on um, on LinkedIn and Facebook. Just search for Neptune Flood and, and we can get mm-hmm. you there. And um, and our office is at uh, 6th Street and 4th South when the world opens back up again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and certainly you can get me at Jim at NeptuneFlood.com. If anybody wants to reach out and connect, please, please do. So. Awesome. Yes. And your podcast lives, it lives on NeptuneFlood.com, right? Podcast can be found on our website or also on the, um, the Libsyn network, L-I-B-S-Y-N. So NeptuneFlood slash Libsyn. And all our podcasts are, are there as well, which is a really good kind of a tutorial of the uh, of the flood insurance industry, but even more so the interesting ones about, like I mentioned, having authors on and people talking about climate change. And, and yeah, that's just fascinating. That's very cool. I like that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, well thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it, Brittany. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this has been fantastic. I love, you know, the little nuggets that you shared about, you know, how you started you know, started things up and um, the knowledge that you gained from that. And I can tell that you're passionate about it and that you love, love the city and the community and, and that you're, you know, going to continue to give back to it. So I, I thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for, for sharing all this with me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a lifer here in St. Pete. This is, this is the <laughs> last stop from, from here. It's just travel to, to, to other places for fun, but live here for, for sheer pleasure. Yep. I'm with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again. Another awesome conversation. Um, I love talking with Jim, you know, he provided so much wisdom, like I said, you know, so much wisdom around starting your own business and just the, you know, the struggles that you have to go through and persevering. So I hope that anyone listening was able to kind of glean some nuggets of wisdom from that as well. Um, And, you know, learning about the importance of uh, flood insurance, particularly in a coastal town like St. Pete, you know, it's definitely something that we need to be aware of and make sure that we're educated on, you know, being in real estate, that's something that is important to me. So yeah. So yeah, Jim was awesome. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed listening. He was really fun to interview, a very authentic person, and I really appreciate him being on. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you later.